0: Welcome to Total Wine & More. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. You'll love this Cabernet with your burgers. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine & More, drink responsibly, B-21. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Hello, everyone. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. Sounds like a morning show. I'm sorry about that. I shouldn't do that. I leave the music going on a little too long sometimes. I have to stop apologizing. I'll just try to do better each time. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Uh, We have... I'm going to... I have to go and uh, do some... Let's see. We're in the Florida Keys. And I guess a lot of the people that listen to the show are... Let me, let me give you a rundown of what we... What, in the last 30 days, let's do the geolocation. We have 80%, almost 80% of the listeners are from the United States. Almost 6% are from India, 6% from Poland, 3% from Canada... Almost two percent for Taiwan, one percent from the United Kingdom, Russian Federation, and it's mattering from Germany, Brazil, Saudi Arabia, and other places. Um, you know, let me uh, let me see: Chicago, Illinois; Lexington, Kentucky; Towson, Maryland; these are the places; Melrose, Melrose, Massachusetts; Elkhorn City, Kentucky. Ottawa, Canada, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and, of course, good old Key Largo. So, if we look... Let me see if I go back. I can go to the last 12 months. Let me see the last 12 months. Key Largo, Tavernier, Miami, Key West, Jacksonville. I'm going to... That's... 5, 3, uh, 6 9 22%. Let's say 30% are from South Florida. That's pretty good. And the rest is other places. South Florida and Florida, maybe 35% is fl- 30% is Florida and 70% is every place else. That's amazing. I mean, if you have a radio show, I don't get the listeners. Why would the listeners want to know about the Key Largo experience that live in Key Largo or Marathon and Key West? And I do appreciate that. But I do acknowledge it and I do appreciate it. And uh, I sometimes I doubt what I'm doing is the right thing. This is episode 455. 455. I keep on screwing up the episode numbers because there's so many of them. 455. 455 of anything. That's... If I did one every day, that would be 15 months. Right? And that would be, for the amount of hours, let's say there's 400 hours of content in there. And how many hours are in a week? 160. Eight or something like that. Was it twenty-four times seven, forty? I mean, twenty-eight and uh, one hundred sixty-eight hours a week. So that's that's a little over if you listen to it continuously. Two and a half weeks. Two and a half, eight, 18 days. You could play for someone in a co- who's in a coma for eighteen days. Play. The Keys Bartender Podcast, back-to-back. I mean, they could come fucked up and go say, I had this most horrible nightmare. They'll come when they come out of the coma and say, I was just thinking I was this man in his 50s that lived in the Florida Keys and he would just say these boring-ass shit all the time. He was kind of nasty sometimes. He wasn't that funny. And I just felt like I was trapped. He was just, oh my God, what a horrible... No, I hope that's not the way it is. Trying to make it fucking interesting. At work yesterday, I was bartending. Monday's my double. Today's Tuesday. And it was slow. And I'm working with the owner's daughter, Molly, and the owner, Kathy, and Zion, my... Buddy Javaris in the kitchen. And that was it during the day. And we had it. So when it's slow, you got the crossword puzzle. You got the news. You got the people that come in there. You chit chat. Shoot the shit. Do all sorts of things. We had a regular show up. There's this regular showed up. I haven't played this in a long time. This is, uh, I'm going to play the sound effect. I don't know if you're going to hear it. Let me see if it'll it'll play. You're an asshole. let I'm going to turn off Okay, you hear that, that she showed up and uh, she's all, she's constantly asked me when she's going to get her check. I'm going to give her a check. I'm going to buy, I'll buy her a, a, you know what the compensation, I'm going to get her a thing of Tic Tacs. Not that she needs Tic Tacs. I'm not saying her breath stinks. I'm saying that's appropriate, I think, for the amount of time I used it, considering how much revenue this show generates a a little Container or Tic Tacs will probably compensate for that. Unless things get, you know, if you do share the show with your friends and it becomes a hit. I don't think, how fucked up would that be? Right? That this little show. But when it's slow, this is what I do. I write things down and stuff like that. There was the, um, I started thinking about tipping culture. We did this. Several times before in a show, I wait, you know people tipping, not tipping. I belong to several industry groups, and a lot of times people complain about, and rightly so, that they'll wait, they'll work a big party or a small party, whatever. But let's say they get a check, they're working a big party and a check is four hundred dollars. I mean, fine dining four hundred dollars is nothing. You could do that with two people, no problem. Real fine dining. But 400 bucks and someone leaves them like 11 cents. That, that that sucks. That sucks because, you know, you're getting paid 2 25 an hour. And that's mainly just for taxes. And a lot of time, you know, it's just... But bartenders get a little more. I, I get more taken out of my check, so I don't have to pay uh, at the end of the year. I try to get near a wash or just a little of a a refund or if i earn extra money doing my side jobs i want to be able to have excess money in there to pay that taxes so and luckily i'm not a state that has state taxes so you know florida's fucked up in a lot of things but they don't have state tax you don't have to it's simpler there for a simpler people right not that some people aren't so simple but i think we pretty much if you listen to the show, you can pretty much agree that Florida is a fucked up state. I mean, naturally, it's a fucked up state. If you think about it, where else can you go? <coughs> go outside, get dang fever from a mosquito bite, um, almost get eaten by a crocodile, or crushed by a Burmese python. Right? Or, and then... If you have a shark, a bull shark can come up and eat you or a barracuda, you know, when are we going to get the piranha? The piranha would be the next best thing and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and you see all sorts of weird shit like going down here, but that's Florida. So the tipping, uh, we were talking about tipping. I was talking about tipping and hopefully you're interested in that. What I'm going to talk about is not bitching. I'm not bitching about tipping right now. And my theory on the bad tip is like people say, Do, would you want a better wage or you want tip? Now, I'd say I, t- I would take a better wage. But I wouldn't want to eliminate tipping. Tipping serves a purpose. And it used to say tipping ensures prompt service to, um, to ensure prompt service. But I don't. It, you know, somewhat, you know, when it's real busy, you don't. Sometimes you can't. You try your best and you can't ensure prompt service. What are you going to do? You're going to do your best. But what it does do, if that's 70% of your income, it would behoove you. And I never understood this in places where people just naturally kind of have a shitty attitude and a shitty work ethic. And they're working in a place that they get tipped. Because you can get shitty tips if you do a good job. You can still get shitty tips. You can increase shittier tips by doing a horrible job. Let me repeat that. You can increase the amount of shitty tips you get by doing a horrible job. People just get pissed off if they see you're not you're mailing it in. You know, you're just going, oh well, I'm here anyway. I'm giving them $50 worth of food. You better pay me seven, you know, seven dollars and fifty cents a tip. Right? There's other ones that people say, wow, they really spend a lot of time. Now, not everyone wants to talk to their server or bartender. I imagine if they shouldn't at the bar, though, I do make an assumption. When you have an empty table five feet away from the bar, I assume they want to sit. Every so often, get people to sit at the bar and they just don't want to talk to you. There's one guy came in yesterday and I have a couple of regulars they put on headphones and stuff like that and even though he does like talking to me he he brings his laptop you know the laptop guy comes in and he does coding and then he watches some reaction videos and things like that and people are always wondering what's he doing he's looking at porno no he's not looking at porno that would be disgusting and I'm sure there's places where people in bars in the United States where people are sitting there watching porno online it's not our place. If someone was doing that, I would have to move them along. Hasten them away from the bar. Just not one of those things. Well, this guy does not do that. So this, and, the, and the other guy who shows up, he has his headphones on. He's w- watching something on his uh, phone. And he doesn't talk. He always orders. Uh, and this guy, I'm sure he doesn't listen to podcasts. I know, even though he's on his phone or he doesn't listen to my cats. He's hardly, he doesn't know my name. He knows other people, but he doesn't interact with me. But he likes coming to the bar. But he doesn't seem to enjoy talking. So I don't talk to him. He'll talk with people who walk by when he won't talk to me. And I'm not insulted. Guy's not a big tipper. He's a regular tipper, but I mean, like it's big rocks, small rocks. You got to have all types of rocks to fill up. Like if you're building a, a bulk work, right? This is my metaphor for how to, you make money. Big rock, small rock. Let's say you're building a barrier. You take big rocks or small rocks, or you're building a stone house. And you, you they fit these rocks in and with mortar, and they, that's how you build a stone house. You, you you got big rocks and small rocks to fill in the gaps. And so law averages. You make some big ones and some small ones. If you were going to get shitty tips from someone, who's already a shitty tipper that's predestined there's not a lot you can do if they don't tip they don't tip actually there was someone posted on one of the sites that I uh, social media sites that I belong to that a stamp that says against tipping culture and they stamped they stamped right on the line where you're supposed to insert the tip and that sounds inordinately, inordinately assholish to do that. And it's got to be, I can't see you doing that in your local place. Though, if you do that just when you're on the road and you're never going to be the place, you're a fucking coward. Do it at your local place. I want to hear that. And it's some people that are against t- tipping culture, and it's good, and it could be like a red herring that stamp. It could be like, well, I'm going to do this, but I'm gonna actually, I'm going to stamp this thing, but I'm giving you money. You know, it could be just making a point because they said they, you know, servers should be paid more or something, like whatever, whatever the fuck they think. But you know. I've had this discussion with people and say like yeah every so often I don't when I get I I get people and they don't tip what I do is I treat them like middle of the road middle of the road they get the service they get everything they get a prompt they get a smile they go nice to see you blah 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 blah. you know don't expect anything from them Right. They're not. I don't get any regulars that are like that. There's some regulars tip better than others. I don't have any regulars that don't tip. I just they don't don't gravitate. But I had this discussion with someone that said, hey, you know, you should just not even pay attention to what people tip and i said that's a good way to go through life just do it that way but in ideally i thought well what if they belong to a group of people that don't tip i mean j- just for chance let's let let me posit this theory that there's an underground group of people, and they just hang together, and they don't tip, and they, they can only abide each other. They're the only ones that can abide each other because they're the only people that understand each other and they explain each other. Like Steve Buscemi in the in the um, Reservoir Dogs. He says it's not it's not my job to pay their employee and stuff like that, mm, you know. So maybe these people travel in a circle, and then the uh, you know same social circles. And maybe they say, hey, listen, if you go to this restaurant, the guy there at the bar doesn't give a shit if you tip him or not. And you can go there, he will treat you great. So we're going to give them our no tipping seal of approval. And then they start showing up at your place. And they feel comfortable. And they keep on showing up, taking seats away from people that tip normal or well that's when you start getting if you get if you get a non-tipper sitting in your place on a Saturday night when it's crowded if you get a non-tipper sitting at your place when there's empty seats no big deal right? there's always another seat you work a little harder but it's no big deal and then you get a room full of people like that whoa Whoa, 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 whoa. That's like giving it up to God. They always say these places that, um, restaurants that are open, you get these ladies that show up in pink hats or red hats. You better watch out. They're all going to say separate checks and are going to fucking run you for their lemon waters and shit like that. I had them once. I had pink hat ladies show up at his outside tiki uh, restaurant I worked for a while. When I was working daytimes in the middle of the day. And I stopped working in the middle of the day because of people like that. But they rain. Oh, they fucking run you. I have lemon and sweet and low. So they can make their own lemonade. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, you can... I mean, you could do whatever you want, really. Most of these restaurants, you say, "Well, I'm going to decide them and charge them for a soda because I can give them all the components of the drink." Like if you bring in rye, barley, hops, and someone starts brewing beer, so well, I'm not charging for a beer. You just brought me rye, barley, and hops. No, well, no, that's okay. Well, the tip, the tipping thing, it's really unless, like I said. Once you find out someone's not a bad tipper, it doesn't, not a good tipper, it doesn't really matter. Because there isn't a social circle of people. It could be a group of people. It could be some kind of church group. They just don't do it. You know, they say, oh, your blessings are just as good as a tip. For them, maybe. Yeah, it's just it's better than a tip because it didn't cost them anything. It's shitty for you because it doesn't do anything for you. You might as well just say prayer or nothing. Just don't write anything down. You know? I. You don't have to say anything. If, you, if that's your thing. Because it really doesn't change the dynamic of my day. Now, if I was one of those ones that believed that, then, oh yeah, I would too. Okay, But it would also say, hey, listen, I just talked to my imaginary friend and he's got some special gifts for you. I could give you this $5 or I can just tell my imaginary friend to reward you in the afterlife or in this life. Oh, you know what? What are you doing on Sunday? Because my friends and I, we meet down at the... uh, Unitarian, Pentecostal Church of the Everlasting Skinflint. Yeah, and then we go out to lunch and we don't tip. But that's all right. God told us it was all right. We don't have to tip. You know what? They should have put tipping in the Bible. They should have, at the Last Supper... They should have put it. I know it sounds like people say, oh, this is the word of God, blah, 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 blah. Well, now there's stories, they're stories and stuff, but whoever, the King James Bible, when they did the translation, they should have said, um, it should have been Judas at the Last Supper, right? And they're passing around the bill and say, well, what did you get? Well, I got the fish and the bread and some wine. Oh, well, Jesus got it and he shared it all, right? Okay, okay. Well, Jesus gets it. I'm not... Ju- Judas is the Steve Buscemi character. And Jesus is saying, hey, listen. Sorry about him. He doesn't want to tip. But the rest of us are going to kick in 20%. To make up for him. Because give to Caesar what is Caesar. Give to the server what is the server. They worked for you got to pay them some way. It's just a convoluted way of doing it. People say, I don't understand why you need to do it. Why don't we do it this way? Well, if they paid them out of the food, the price of the food would be higher. And it would probably be more than 15% because there's processing. If they had to pay them out of the pocket, then they'd have to think of human resources and stuff like that. And they had to pay them more, then they'd have to, the food would go up probably maybe 30%. Because when you're paying a wage, you're more of an employee, not as much as a 1099. You're more of a 1099 employee, employee in a tipped place. And they may restaurants rest, say, well, if you're going to pay them a decent wage, why don't we just give them some benefits? So that's, you're going to pay for it in the end. And people say, well, I'd rather do that than have to make the decision. Well, how would you like it if you had to go out and every time you had to pay for a burger... $15, let's say you had to pay burger a burger platter with cheese, bacon, mushrooms, grilled onions, and all that shit. And you paid $15 and said, well, instead of that, you won't have to tip. It's going to be $20, okay? 25% more. or uh, Actually, 33% more. And you get, you're going to pay them a decent wage at Okay, it'll work out to be 15, 17%. People say, oh, that's great. And you get shitty service. You have no option other than to say, well, I wasn't really happy with that. And say, but we got your money. It doesn't really matter. There is no pressure to ensure quality. I know there's bad tipped employees. I know there are. But there's most people, they'll pretend to be good. Pretend to give good service and pretending to give service is almost the same as giving good service. You don't know what someone's in their head. You know, if they weren't concerned about the tip, you'd be, you ever see the stories about how kind of standoffish and almost hostile French servers are, waiters in the Parisian cafe, like how rude they are? Because the price, the tip's included. They don't have to pretend. Now, I posit this theory that French waiters in Paris are no more pissed off or hateful of their clientele more so than in the U.S. It's just that in the U.S. they hide it. Okay? They hide it. And you want people to hide that. You know, if you if someone's disdainful for you like this, you're thinking the whole time, "Oh my God, this guy's spit in my food." Oh wait, I mean, his thumb is in my jello. Right? He sneezed in my potato soup. This is blue cheese. This or really bad ranch. Why is my ranch lumpy? There's no blue cheese. There's, is that blue cheese? No, that's just mold. No. So there's all short sorts of shit you're going to go through. Less quality control and stuff like that. Every time that someone shows up at your table when you're being tipped, you're showing up for your employer. That's the visual. You think the mentality is like, there. This is the person that's paying me this moment. If you got a, you know, you got a five table section. That's one fifth of your employee at the time if all the tables are filled. Now, if you're paid out of the uh, price of the food, yeah, you're still working for that person. You still want to get good reviews, but you don't have to. You're not going to get any more. Now, some people do do that. You're right. Some people do, do tip more. Be nice and you know, leave a five percent. But You're not... how. You know, some people just cruise. If they're cruising, oh, who is this? I'm going to pause this for a moment and I'll be right back. I got a New Mexico phone call. And we're back. Yeah, a phone call from New Mexico and I called them back and it was onto warranty service. What the fuck? Okay. Um, I guess those people are working on tips too. Sales is kind of like tips, they're relentless. Right? Salespeople are relentless. I know. I did that. It's funny. Sales, service, you're always selling yourself. You're selling yourself when you're an attorney, when you're a doctor. You know, if you're caring for someone, Like nurses, nurses don't do that. Nurses care for people. And they can be friendly or not friendly, even though most of them are friendly. I have to say, the medical professionals, and they're not selling you something, but anybody selling. So in the restaurant industry, we're selling ourselves. We're selling the idea that, hey, this $40 meal of burgers and beer and a fireball was spectacular and deserves a 25% tip. That's what you're thinking. Or 30%. Or 40 And every so often they get like a crazy person that just hit uh, a lotto and they're not really good with their money and they'll just give you like 200 bucks. When we came back from the shutdown back, oh God, back in May of 2020, there was a group, uh, group. there was a husband and wife that came back from Italy. And I guess they were doing really well. And they left... What was that day? There was three of us working that day and they left a thousand dollar tip. And since processing it and stuff like that, we told them, this, uh, you know, that the owners were going to have to pay the credit. I mean, it's a, the owners gave us the whole tip. They split it between the three of us. I don't think that was a tip for service. I think that was a tip the realizing that, say, hey, we were out of... I, like I said, I did all right during the shutdown. We weren't shut down that long. There was enough, you know, was a safety net there and we weren't on razor-thin edge. We were at the beginning of the busy season when we came out, so we weren't going into the shutdown pour. Uh, it's It was an uh, exciting time, but it kind of didn't really reflect... I mean, we were at, we had all had two months vacation, so we were fresh, eager, ready to work. I wasn't physically, I wasn't fit in my best shape for that, but I did. I did, I, I think I did a pretty good job when it came out. And then after a while, I think we kept on getting hit. We didn't get a slow season. Some people started getting burnt out, but the tipping thing changed. And you people say, oh, I hate talking about tips. It sucks. Well, it's the price of doing business of going out. Right? It is. 200 bucks. And when you go to a decent restaurant, easy, two people. I went, I took my daughter and her friends out for, uh, and my wife and my uh, sister-in-law there was what was there six of us one two three four six, and it ended up being like two hundred and eighty bucks. I bought a bottle of wine for the girl, uh, the girls for the wife and her sister, not for the fourteen fifteen year old girls. You no, know, just me, you know, got them desserts and uh, did I get them desserts? Did they get no? They got it. They did get a dessert and appetizers and dinner and all that stuff. And you know, I obviously. I'm in the business. I left like 25%. I think 25, maybe 30%. But I got to do that. That's my thing. Because if I get caught not doing it, how can you be a shitty tipper when you're in the business? I've met people like that and that is awkward. It's awkward having, it's awkward feeling like, what the fuck is going on here? Why would you be in the business and you don't like tipping people? I can understand you being the back of the house people and stuff like that. And they say, ah, fuck them. They make too much money. I don't mind not tipping them. That's kind of like the mentality. They may not like the people they work with. There's always a battle between the back of the house and the front of the house with uh, certain places, the way they separate them. And there's other ones that figure out how to Thread that needle and make sure that the non-tipped and tipped employees, you know, hey, listen, on a slow day, the guys in the kitchen are getting the same amount they get on a busy day. Guys in the front of the house are walking out with very little. That's the risk of it. You can feel I mean, if you wanted that's the stability of it. People say it's like, ah, I don't like that. You know something? The more you work, the more you make. And the times you work. So I'm not necessarily against the tipping culture right now. I know. A livable wage would be great, benefits would be awesome. But that's not in the cards. And I don't know how they would thread that needle in order to guarantee people would get that great service. But I'm sure they do that in different places. So I got to think about that. Right. Uh, I ran into a nice couple. Where were they from? They were from Ohio. And they asked me at the catch if the cats outside, we have cats outside. They don't come in the restaurant. Uh, if that that's the bar cat and I said what do you mean bar cat I never heard that terminology a bar cat and I said okay well, now I get it I knew—I I thought of a second I said I know what the bar cat is now so that's just the one yeah we got there was one in where I used to bartend the guy said I bartended in Ohio Columbus, Ohio and he said, "I'll be able to say this." This is his friend's bar, and I guess you know if you have cats around and stuff like that. it's saying, "Hey, listen, we don't have a lot of rats because we got cats. That's a good thing. We got a we got a multi layered defense. You put your traps inside and stuff. You just keep it clean and stuff like that. And you have those. We have three cats outside. It. I'll tell you, if any of these rats can make it through, through there, that's amazing. That's some." Kill zone for that farm. but he was working his place in the. The name of the cat was um, Assistant Manager. I think that's a really cute name. It was the Seven Sons Sun Seventh Seventh Sun Brewery or Seven Sons Breweries. I, should, I guess maybe I should check. Seventh Sun Brewery in Columbus, Ohio, and they nicknamed him Ass Man. Which I thought was derivative because didn't uh, Kramer get that uh, vanity plate in Seinfeld? It was a proctologist. You know, it ended up being a proctologist and he was Ass Man. He goes, hey Ass Man! But it's nice running into these people. I really enjoy it. Uh, that's part of the benefits of a slow day. You get different ideas. I got the uh, the, the previous show, the crystal meth thing and um, you know, all these things I write down and stuff. What's this other stuff? One good thing about tip culture and blah, blah, blah. And then I ra- caught up with some friends. I'm going to tear up my notes. I don't need my notes anymore. I got to start writing on to, uh, well, putting notes into my cell phone. Why am I still writing things down? You know? So, we currently do hand tickets at our restaurant. And the owner went to another country that was uh, Belize for a week. And they were talking. Oh, my God. They were saying, how primitive. No AC. No AC. No Wi-Fi. None of this stuff. But they said, the daughter of the owner said, she found it funny. Every place had a POS system. POS system, computerized system. So, you know, in our place, when we're doing things, we got to add, we got to write everything down. We got to price everything out. You got to add it up. And it's like old school. That's you used to do it all the time. But now, because all the items, we have we got all different prices and stuff like that, you just... Gotta remember, it must have really been tough being a cashier in the old day because you got to go and price it. You see this stuff, you go, "Oh, I add this together, blah we'll blah." Come, this is what your total is. So yeah, we do the same thing. We have to add the tax in at the end, and if someone needs to split it, we do the, do the math. Luckily, I'm good with division. I can do three, four, five, whatever. I was good. I paid attention in fifth grade, but yeah. It was funny. In the beginning, I hated having the idea to doing a hand ticket. I really hated it. And now I'm kind of adept at it. I still have shitty handwriting. That's the bane of hand tickets for the kitchen. Because don't you fucking know, when you're doing when you're writing something out and you look at it... I mean, my handwriting is so bad, sometimes I don't even understand what I wrote. Like, I have some of the... Let me see. I'm going to go back to like a couple weeks I guess a couple weeks I'm not going to go that far back okay oh no this was about Philly okay if all goes well while well, I'm going to go oh no this is good handwriting so I understand that Florida Keys gambling brothels what the hell was I talking about there patient I mean I guess my handwriting depends on what I was doing at the oh here we go Ben Affleck what the hell am I talking about Ben Affleck Christopher Reeves human oh this is uh, I guess my handwriting's pretty good here. But I'm saying when you're I'm in a hurry, my handwriting can get really shitty, and I'm not drinking anymore. I haven't drank in a long time, so but I, Yeah, Phoenix, that was part of the University of Phoenix, blah 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 blah. Yeah, I guess I can understand my handwriting. But on checks sometimes I don't understand. What did I write? What is that? I don't know. I don't know what I wrote. Well, how's the kitchen supposed to know if you don't know? Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But yeah, they got to deal. They got to deal with the handwriting. They got we got to deal with you know people say, "How did you you screwed up the pricing on this one?" I'm mean, almost like, "Well, if it's in a computer, the computer, you know, the computer rarely ever screws up, right?" So. There you go. The one thing about a POS system is the printing. But if you, I guess if you ran out, ran out of ink and you're not, you know, refilling your ink or the tape or whatever, stuff like that, that could happen too with a check. And you got universal, and everyone's got to know their abbreviations. I don't know. Fuck, and Fucking, you know how I am with abbreviations. Or, uh, what's that thing? Anagrams? Not anagrams. Uh. Whatever the fucking thing, when I use the thing like stop, uh, or any type of thing where they use the initials to uh, hungry, angry, lonely, to halt. That's the principle from A. Whatever that is when you when you use uh, a word to, ins- to symbolize ideas. Um, That's exactly what words are. I'm talking about using other words like a word like halt. To symbolize hungry, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And I know what that. And I just can't remember an old old man thing. I always say, I can remember actors' names. I something it escapes me right now, and then it'll just pop in my head, and I'll just go myself, and I go Ruth Buzzy, fucking Ruth Buzzy. No, it's just like that. That's how what happens. And now, I I don't believe it's all online versus and stuff like that. I think it's knowing all this shit. And your brain is trying to access it. Which I have a hard time doing. So, that's where you're trying to randomize and do all this stuff. When you're writing out a, a check, you think in your head, people think, oh, I'll have this, I'll have that. You write on the check and they say, you know what? Scratch that. And they say, You don't want me to do that. i got to rewrite the whole check. And they go, well, first of all, I have messy handwriting anyway. If I start crossing shit out, it just gets, you know. It's not when I'm putting stuff... When I had a POS system, I had a hard time remembering what I wrote down sometimes when I'm putting things in a uh, POS system. But I would do shorthand my way. But it would always come out the same shorthand when you use the POS system because they would use uniform abbreviations. And that's my main thing for there. Well, I'm going to cut this show to an end there. I'd like to thank you for listening once again. Please share this show with your friends and family. Uh... Not only if you like them, don't share. You know, obviously, if they're assholes, you're probably not even talking to them. So why would you share them? Uh, I still get to this day. You know, people say uh, I don't really listen to podcasts. I the people that really listen to podcasts. Would I listen to my own podcast? I don't know. Because I'm saying this shit. Why would you want to listen to stuff? Do you read your? Do you write things down and then read back what you? Wrote down. Like if you just wrote your random thing. I'm going to write all this shit down. And I'm going to read it back to myself. Because it's the best stories that I tell. are the stories I tell myself. To get through the day. No. Uh, Who knows. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, If you have any questions. Send your request to. Jim at keysbartender dot com. I want to thank you very much. And have a great day. I'll be back uh, tomorrow I guess.